0: Spiritual podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to advise or counsel anyone. If you need counseling or advice on spiritual matters, you should seek professional help. Now, let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to our second podcast of Let's Get Spiritual. I think we're going to start calling it Let's Get Spiritual with Dr. D and Brother T, because once I got out there and began to search the podcast universe, I realized there's some other folks that are calling their podcast Let's Get Spiritual. Now, none of them are taking the tact that we are. Uh, a lot of them are a little new age, a little, a little different uh, way of thinking, perhaps a lot of things are related to uh, transcendental meditation and those sorts of things. This is not it at all. Uh, Let me talk to you what we are doing. Now, first of all, welcome. I'm glad that you came back. Several of you have watched. We're trying to get the word out. It's hard to get a podcast started. It's kind of like trying to get traction in mud, right? So we're trying to get this traction started. We got so many people who like our Facebook page. We need you guys who like our Facebook page to end up subscribing and liking this podcast that's how we get heard and that's how the word gets around now you might notice so far you have only heard my voice dr. D well the reason why you're just hearing me is because brother T is still working I happen to have uh, enjoyed the benefits of being unemployed for the last several months and this has give me the opportunity to be able to start this podcast much like I have wanted for so many years to do so um we discussed it last time. If you've not heard Podcast One, you ought to go back and listen to it right now. But Brother T is still uh, gainfully employed, and so he is having a horrific week being busy. And so I told him that uh, I would fly solo this time, and uh, he'll be back with us hopefully next time as we take on your questions once again. Well, let, me, let me just once again recast the vision. We're still in the early stages of this Podcast, and I hope that it goes for a long time. I hope we continue to gather and garner more and more listeners. But let me tell you why it got started. Both Brother T and I are both avid podcast listeners. Now, listen, Brother T is a big book reader too, much more than I am. Uh, I kind of tune in a little bit better when people are talking. I love to eavesdrop in conversations on podcasts, I love to gain my information that way. But now, Brother T, he reads. Extensively, but he also is a podcast listener. So, both of us, as we have searched through all the categories and all of the databases of podcasts, we come to realize that there's just something out there that's missing, something that he and I would love to listen to, but it just wasn't available. We both believe, and maybe you do too, perhaps if you don't, maybe after listening to podcasts for a while, you will, that we as human beings have this unique place in the universe. We are the only creatures made in the image of God. And because we were made that way, it means that we we are not finite, but infinite beings. We have an eternal part of us, our soul, our spirit, whatever you want to describe it as. And so many people use different terminology for this truth, but we're made in the image of God. And therefore, if we are, then everything... I mean, everything is spiritual. And so when you get out there and you listen to podcasts, as good as they are, I mean, I love, there's three or four financial podcasts I listen to. I find them fascinating. Uh, I don't have that much in the way of finances to work with, but what I have, I want to maximize and get the greatest benefit from it. I want it to last as long as it possibly can. So I listen to several of those Uh, I do love a good Bible study. I've listened to some of those. I have some of those that I have subscribed to, but I also like weird things. You know, I like things that go bump in the night. I like interesting stories, and so I have several of those, but those two rarely ever cross paths, right? Um, It's either all in the physical realm and all in the spiritual realm, and the truth is what we're doing, I think we're missing out on so much. We're missing out on where those things intertwine, where they join. That's who we are, being spiritual beings. So, so much is being said in podcasts and written in books about the physical aspects of our lives at the expense of the spiritual. Really, I mean, you think about it, um, finances, um, marriages, families, uh, your work, I mean, even me, who kind of I'm pre-tired, I guess you would call it. Uh, I still speak some, or at least I did before the plague hit, uh, and I hope to start that again. Uh, I'm an author, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit, some books I've written. But all of us are out there doing things and and working and and speaking about the physical aspects of our lives, right? But there's such a deep spiritual aspect to us that... That it's just being avoided, or at least it's not—it's not avoided really. I mean, people don't think that it's taboo to talk about. It's just that we live so much in the empirical and the things that we see and the things that we hear, taste, uh, taste or touch. Um, so he and I kind of came up empty, right? We're looking for that one podcast out there that speaks about every issue of life, whether it's marriage, family, work, retirement, whatever it is, finances you name it. I mean, I love automobiles. I own a couple of motorcycles myself. Uh, uh, Tony loves automobiles as well, either classic or or sports cars and that sort of thing. We can talk about all that. And can you believe, really, that actually has a spiritual element to it because everything in our lives are spiritual to one degree or another. So we looked for it and we came up empty. So what do we do? Well, there's Bible teachers out there for sure. There's people out there who are preachers who record. As a matter of fact, if you wanted to go out there and search out my name, uh, you would find that I have hundreds of uh, sermons either online, on a church website, or podcasts where they picked up my messages. And uh, But, but they, they simply were recordings of where I was speaking before a church audience. Uh, and there's plenty of those, and I do like listening to many of those. But this is going to be different. It's not a Bible study. It's not preaching. Those aren't bad. Please don't hear that. They're not bad. But not everyone wants to hear a sermon every day. Not everyone wants to hear a podcast just about Bible messages, uh, as as basic and essential as that is. You know, we we have a wider. Aspect to our lives where it's diversified, and we want to hear about other things in lives and realize that there is a spiritual side to each of them. So, what we did uh, two weeks ago, and we're still debating whether or not this is an every two week thing. Or uh, I know Tony is so busy; it could be that uh, we do it every other week together, and I just do one podcast a week by myself. We'll just see how you guys respond to that. But each time, we will always because what we want this to be speaking to things that you are thinking about. I shared last time that uh, you know I, I used to do something when I did speak at church um, that call, was called, Brother Ken, I've Been Thinking, and uh, that was all about questions that people had just as they were going about their daily lives or they're studying their Bibles or they heard someone say something and they didn't quite understand it or something going on in the news or politics, and they could ask any question they want, and they're right there on the spot on a Wednesday evening uh, I would be able to answer those questions. I love doing that. I love the spontaneity of that kind of uh, input and response. And So while this is not quite as spontaneous of you speaking directly to us, it's still about as close as we can get where we have solicited your questions to, uh, for us to answer, rather. And uh, we got a few. We didn't get as many as we'd like, but they had a theme. They had a theme. It seems like, I maybe it's, what is it, the, the days are uh, getting shorter, the shadows are lengthening, and people's minds and thoughts are going toward the supernatural, toward the paranormal. Uh, by the way, uh, I have a, a statement I've made for years. If you are a Christian and you're listening to this podcast Man, I'm right in there with you. I've been a believer for uh, many years now, for the majority of my life. But we we not only want to attract people who are just Christians, but people who want to talk about spiritual things as well, who perhaps have not, you know, um, made that decision uh, that others of us have. Um, oh, I, I want to talk about this time of year because shadows are lengthening and and. And days are getting shorter, and people are thinking about things like Halloween. I mean, it just comes natural. I just heard something recently that Halloween uh, now is the second greatest economic boom to our uh, culture, our our economy, uh, second only to, of course, Christmas. And who knows whether or not it may pass it up someday? But it has ceased being this childhood prankster trick-or-treating dress up you know and, and and go to haunted houses and and all the other things that used to be is so much more adult now than it used to be i have some thoughts about that if you want to you know send questions about it you may um why the the kind of the the whole tone of halloween in this season is uh changing as a matter of fact uh it just so happens in in a couple of weeks a group of folks have asked me to come up to uh, their home, which is kind of in the country, and we're going to sit around and, and we're going to talk about this aspect as it uh, comes from a spiritual standpoint, because certainly uh, it's not a stretch to make this topic of Halloween and the origins of Halloween and what different symbols mean and that sort of thing not very difficult at all to make that stretch as to what those things mean. And so they've asked me to gather with them, and we do this on a regular basis about other subjects anyway. And we're going to do it on Halloween. I'm really excited uh, about that. And that's coming up here in a couple of weeks for me. It'd be, uh, Yeah, it'll, it'll be after this podcast airs as well. So people have a lot of... It seems that you guys are just like the rest of everyone else. Those of you who listen to our podcast, you uh, supernatural things are on your mind. Oh, I know where I was going. I kind of lost track. And I have a tendency to do that sometimes. Um, I've said, as a Christian... It not, it's not only acceptable to believe in the paranormal, it is essential. I get that. You won't hear that from uh, many other people who may speak on the subject from that perspective. A lot of people want to avoid it entirely and call it all of the devil. Um, but let me just say this again. It is not only acceptable to believe in the paranormal if you are a follower of Christ. It is essential. Why do i say that well you think about it what is more paranormal than a man dying and then resurrecting to life after three days and then sometime after that physically bodily ascending from the earth into heaven i mean really and quite frankly uh, in my opinion and i think and i think this is valid that it's Impossible to even be a Christian, a follower of Christ, regardless of your denomination or Protestant, Catholic, anything else, uh, without believing in that paranormal event or paranormal set of events. It's necessary. So it's not it's not just acceptable, but it's essential that we believe in the paranormal. So um, uh, that that speaks to this first question that that we got, and I want to tackle it right now. I wish Tony was here for me to discuss with him because uh, he's got so many insights into this subject, but maybe we can get him back on this question when we come back together next week. The question is, is it okay to enjoy scary stories, movies, haunting houses, dot, 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 you know, you know where we're going with that. Uh, should, uh, should we, is that just all wrong? Is there just something evil and all of that all together, well, uh, let's, let's let's talk about it. I'm going to talk about it from my perspective whether it is or is not. And I would I would just say uh, that uh, if one thing I am, it's just I am totally honest with you, right? So I'm looking around at my uh, makeshift studio right now, and I have several things here that have been given to me by my uh, boys of two sons that uh, represent um, supernatural things because they know all of my life i have been interested in those sorts of things um, when i was a child with my best friend we had a shackle out back of his house that that really his uh, property joined my property at the corner uh, we were we certainly weren't poor but we we would uh we would be called lower middle income class working families. We didn't have that much, so we had to use a lot of imagination and so uh my best friend's father had a I'd call it a tool shed. It wasn't hardly big enough to be a workshop, maybe maybe an eight by ten, something like that. I mean it was old, it was dark wood. There was no lights on the inside or whatsoever., uh, but one Halloween season, he and I made the decision that we would indeed uh, make a haunted house there. And so we advertised in the community. We put signs out front and he and I worked for a couple of days on it. And we literally had the kids lining up in his backyard. I don't remember, nickel a person or something like that. We, we made enough back then to buy a few comic books, I think. Uh, but I mean, we, we were entrepreneurs when it came to that we both enjoyed, uh, telling ghost stories and that sort of thing. And one of the reasons was it was, uh, it was kind of thrust upon us. While our uh, properties joined at the corner, he was my backdoor neighbor, if you would. Um, there was only one house between my property and the local cemetery. Now, let me just tell you, this local cemetery was old and it was creepy. It was old and creepy. Uh, it had uh, gone all the way back prior to Civil War. There was a section of the graveyard where uh, former slaves were buried, and their their graves were marked with uh, stones that looked like bricks, just simple bricks, uh, with nothing on them. There was no name, there was no birth date, there was no date of death, that sort of thing. But they were all kind of gathered together in one particular spot in the graveyard. And, and something else that I learned years later, even wasn't aware when I was a kid, that that probably was also an Indian burial mound for... In our neighborhood, which was in a valley between a mountain and the river, um, it was raised piece of ground. It was higher than everywhere else. And I was told that that was an Indian burial mound, that uh, when the people that settled our little town came in, they used the very same property and built on top of that. So um, how far would that be from my bedroom window? Probably probably the edge of the graveyard was 30 yards, maybe 40 I certainly easily could throw a rock from the side of my house into the center of the graveyard. That I mean, or at least into the graveyard, if not into the center of the graveyard. And um, it was quite of a spooky place, particularly in the evening. And uh, my friend and I would often go there in the evening, and sit under a huge oak tree that had been there—I don't know—a century or more, probably. And we would just not just tell ghost stories, but we would we would just discuss things and. Uh we would look around at the broken gravestones and uh, and all and we would we would explore through there and look and see when people had died and there's one particular place in the cemetery. And remember this is just a few yards from my bedroom window, um, uh, was uh, one gravestone. It was white. Uh it was small, probably twelve to sixteen inches tall. Of course everything's set crooked in, in that ground that had decayed and, and and just so much erosion had taken place over the years. And the only thing on it, on it, there was no date of birth, no death, but scratched, uh, and, and I mean scratched, it probably was a nail that scratched it, but uh, as boys, we imagined it was fingernails. Um, and all it said was a wharf, W-A-R-F. Well, that was just close enough to werewolf to us that that we deemed that that was uh, a person who had been a werewolf and had scratched as best they could with with their mind almost gone almost animalistically uh had tried to put their own name on their own gravestone before taking their own life you see what kind of uh you see what kind of imaginations we had. But, you know, when you sit in a cemetery that's over 100, well over 100 years old, probably bordering on 200 or better years old, and you're telling stories at night, a lot of things come to your mind. Uh, there was one particular area that we would call a mausoleum, but this really had nothing as nice as a mausoleum. But there was one grave that was surrounded by a fence, and uh, it was one of those old fence with a fleur-de-lis at the top, and they heavy iron a gate that led into it with one singular grave in the center. And some of those floor de lis, some of those uh, uh, almost like the top of a, of a metal fence. They've got that beautiful ironwork at the top. There was one side of that where the tops of the ironwork had bent and bent outward, had bent and bent outward. And we, we have a time with that, something getting in, something escaping from. We just, we just had so many stories to tell up there. So I'm just saying that uh, I come by it naturally, uh, the, the whole enjoying scary stories and movies and things like that. Now let me just tell you where it all changed in one respect for me. Uh, this will give you some idea of my age, but uh, it was uh, just a year or so uh, out of high school, and uh, there was a, a movie that came out called The Exorcist. Um, now, I had grown up, and perhaps someday on a podcast I can share my earlier life. It was pretty wild. Uh, but by this time, I'd settled down quite a bit. Um, I had actually made a decision uh, to become a believer. Although I'd grown up in church all my life, I'd never made that decision. But now, as a young man, I had. Things were changing in my life. But man, I had to see this movie. I just heard too many stories about it. And my friend and I, one of my best friends, not the one that lived next to me, but lived down the street. and Uh, we had decided that we would go. Listen, it was so popular. This movie was so popular um, that you had to wait in line to buy your tickets for the next show. You know, there was no Fandango back then. There was no online back then. So you showed up. And when we showed up to buy our tickets for the next show, we stood in line in a mall parking lot for the two hours or so for the other movie to finish and people to leave, we it was so cold we literally built a fire. Several of us did build a fire in the parking lot to get in to see that movie. It was weird. While we were in the while we were waiting for the movie, um, there was two ambulances that showed up while we were there. This just built the the anticipation, the excitement of seeing the movie. Two people had passed out watching that movie in the first showing, and they carried them out. I don't know. I don't know what became of them. I'm sure that they were fine, but I mean, people were going wild over this thing. And so I went in with my friend in the packed house, and we watched The Exorcist, Linda Blair. You know, some of you may know it. I don't, I'm not encouraging you to watch it by any means, but it was something that we watched, and uh, wow, it really uh, blew my mind. It scared the living daylights out of me. And when I left there, when I left there, uh, I began having nightmares each and every evening. Now, here's a guy that grew up next to a graveyard telling ghost stories and camping out on the edge of the graveyard. Um, I thought I could handle about anything. But no, that that really freaked me out. And um, I had nightmares of seeing her face above me in my bed each evening. And I had a very hard time getting to sleep for a long time. And there was a song, uh, the theme song was called Tubular Bells. It was simply instrumental, but some of you may know that song. It was played on the radio a lot. If you listen to classic radio now, you'll still hear it on occasion. I could not listen to that song. I could not because immediately when I heard those tubular bells, I would see that face again it would just freak me out. I began thinking about what was the difference between all of the werewolf, all of the Frankenstein, all of the Dracula, the mummy, the creature from the Black Lagoon, all the other things that I enjoyed so much and still enjoy today to watch. Uh, that Those are the things that my kids have given me. I've got uh, werewolf, and I've got Frankenstein, and the models of them, and the, and the figures of them, and, the, and I've got a big foot. I've got two Bigfoot statues here in my office—just things like that—I enjoy. But I—I I came to realize there's a difference between Hollywood uh, creatures and the demonic. That's—that's uh, that's really where I draw the line. So back to that question: Is it okay to enjoy scary stories? Sure. I mean, if—if if you can handle it and doesn't—and does, doesn't hurt you spiritually. Well, I'm just going to say, be careful when you enter in and tread lightly, when you start getting into things that are not just, you know, creature stories and horror, classic fiction, and when you begin to get into exonerating, exalting, admiring, exhibiting demonic behavior, uh, I, I just think that's perhaps because we are spiritual beings, it's a dangerous place to go. Now, I personally don't like blood and gore. It just doesn't entertain me. The whole, you know, chopping off heads and arms and that sort of thing, and being stabbed with whatever blunt instrument there is available and whatever scary movie there is at the time. Those just don't. I know that some people go for the shock factor, and that's fine. I mean, that's your business. Uh, that doesn't. I don't. It just doesn't entertain me. But it doesn't bother me. Uh, but man, when you get into the demonic, when you 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 are treading in an area where you need not tread. So that's the answer to that question, in my opinion. I wish Brother T was here to talk about it as well, but my opinion is uh, I I steer clear of anything, anything that smacks of the demonic Ouija boards, uh, any kind of uh, appearance of demons, calling out demons, that sort of thing, I certainly would steer clear of those things. Second question we got. You ready for this one? I thought that was pretty interesting myself. I enjoy talking about that. Um, Are there ghosts? Are there ghosts? Now, this is kind of a twofold answer to me um, during this season is that, yes, but you probably haven't seen one. How's that? Yes, but uh, you probably have not been haunted by one. Uh, And and here's why I say that, that there is, I believe, uh, the fact that we are made for eternity and not for this earth alone that there is this eternal element to all of us so that when we die, we don't cease to exist. Uh, We still exist, but we don't exist in the very same form that we exist here. Uh, The Bible actually talks about a seed falling to the ground and producing a tree, right? Or fruit. Um, the, The truth is that since we are eternal, we never cease to exist. We just change form. That's true with all of nature, all of nature, you know, when it rains and the rain soaks into the ground, it's evaporated up. It may be carried to the ocean or whatever. Things don't cease to exist; they just change in form. Uh, and we are like those things. But rather than for this life only or for this earth, we are for eternity. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to characterize uh, uh, the spirit of someone who has been alive as a ghost, a phantasm. Uh, that's your business, but I don't think that you have come into contact one, even even if you've had a dark spiritual experience. Now, uh, let me just explain it in a couple of different ways. Yeah, the Bible does talk about ghosts. Matter of fact, uh, Jesus was walking on the water one time, and uh, it scared them. They thought that they had seen a phantasm, a ghost, on the water. After his resurrection, he appeared to his disciples, and they were concerned. They were afraid because they thought he might be a ghost. I mean, their culture, uh, first-century Jewish culture, certainly had plenty uh, that spoke of ghosts, phantoms. But Jesus assured them he wasn't. He didn't say, hey... Guys, come on! You know there's no ghost. He didn't say that at all. You know, he said, "Hey, touch me, feel me. Notice the ghosts don't have a physical makeup like I have. They don't have flesh, they don't have bones, they don't have blood. They don't, they don't have those things in them to touch my flesh. You see, there's flesh here, there's bone here. Um, so it wasn't that he said that there was no ghost. It just says you're not seeing one, right? And I know a lot of people harbor, uh, harken back to the Old Testament when uh, King Saul. Uh, was seeking advice. His prophet had died, and priests couldn't help him, and uh, he couldn't hear from God any longer. So he put on a big nose and heavy eyebrows, and uh, uh, probably a, a cloak and a hat, and you know maybe put a little mud on his face and his hands, and he went to see the witch at Endor. And when he went to see the witch at Endor, then um, he uh, asked that he might speak to the prophet that had died. And if you remember anything about that story at all, maybe you don't know the story at all, but it's really interesting uh, that the woman uh, says, well, the king said we can't do that. And, but she does it anyway after he continues to ask her. And so up from the ground comes this image of the the prophet Samuel. And so she goes, hey, you you fooled me, you tricked me. She then realized he was a king. And... Uh, was very upset in back the Bible says she screamed it was so see she had uh, done a lot of stuff, obviously, but she had never done anything like this, and it actually scared the witch at Endor. but here's the deal that the the ghost didn't stay if indeed it was a ghost. some people think that it was not a ghost at all, but a representation, maybe a spirit representing the the prophet. We're not going to get into that here, but but still, that ghost didn't stay there's another instance in the New Testament where um, that the story of the rich man and Lazarus, that both die, rich man goes to a place of torment, and the beggar does not. The beggar goes to a place that is beautiful and is paradise. Uh, there is this conversation that takes place in the realm of the spirit, where the the man who had died, the rich man who died, was now in torment, Ask Abraham, as a representative of, of God, to send back Lazarus as a ghost and scare or inform at least, his brothers, so they may not end up in the same place he was. And um, Abraham says, no, it's not that he couldn't, but I'm not going to allow him to do it. Uh, they've got evidence enough there in the living, in the in the books that have been written, in the testimonies, and, and the truth has been revealed to them that they have the same amount uh, of information that you had, yet you made a wrong decision. It'll be up to them. I'm not sending back a ghost. So, as much as I love a Christmas carol, uh, Charles Dickens read it every year at Christmas, I, don't, I just don't think while there, there, there is the spirit of uh, ourselves once we pass that lives on, I don't think that we interact with human beings. So what are they? Well, if they're benevolent in your life, if you've really encountered something in your life that has appeared to you, uh, and it's benevolent. that is, it did you no harm, but did you good or encouraged you, comforted you, uh, then that's probably an angel. And certainly, uh, they visit us, but uh, not. Demons would never come to encourage you. Demons would never come to, uh, uh, ne- demons would never come to make you feel better. So I think that those things that you're haunted by or those things that you experience that scare you or cause fear or horror, Uh, those are demonic in nature. And once again, I'm going to encourage you, uh, be very careful before you invite the demonic into your life. Um, I guess it's a good place for me to say, and please get this, if you don't ever buy the book, you don't ever see the book, then it's not going to hurt my feelings at all. Uh, But a lot of people are asking for it. So just just this month, uh, a book came online that I wrote called Wicked Spirits. Wicked spirits. The subtitle is examining the current view of the paranormal. It's doing pretty good actually on Amazon, um, and and that's what it's really about. Much of the book talks about, if not ghosts, then what, right? If if what all these people are going out there and investigating, if they have legitimate occurrences, supernatural experiences, that what are they? I'm just I'm just trying to say they're not ghosts. You are interacting with uh, the demonic. And you need to be very, very cautious when you do so for opening a door to the demonic has, has caused the demise of a lot of marriages, uh, caused a lot of people to just lose their mind. Uh, it, it's just, it's not a good thing at all. Um, and I as a pastor for 30 years in the same church. I encountered spiritual forces of darkness on many occasions. And uh, I was always very careful how I dealt with those things. And I really took a real spiritual inventory of where I was in my own walk before I would ever venture into those waters to help someone else. Uh, I just I just was very careful about that. And that's what this book is about is several stories in there of my own encounters, encounters of other spiritual leaders that I've spoken to, missionaries around the world, uh, a, a Particular couple of stories in there of my own dealings with the demonic that uh, are just scary. I mean, they just they will cause uh, your blood to curdle. It is something, and uh, but it, it's it's not written to um, if you if you're not a believer, um, it's not written to evangelize you. It's not written to change your faith. I, I really believe that that's not the purpose, or even the way Christ did it. Christ could describe hell uh, greater than anyone else, certainly. But he chose not to on most occasions. He, people were drawn to him because he loved them and the compassion he had for them and the sacrificial death that he died on their behalf. That's why we accept Christ as our Savior, not because we're scared of hell, but because we love him. And that's the ten of my book. The other good thing about my book, if you if you look at it online, and you can find it just by going to Amazon and uh, searching Ken Dugan, you'll not only say see wicked spirits there, but you'll see all the other books I've written as well. But uh, the, the cover art, someone just texted me last evening and said, love the book, read it, enjoyed it. Hey, and your son's cover art is great. And so the cover art, I uh, asked him to do for me, my youngest son, Andy, who is a professional artist, did the cover art. And it is, uh, it is cool. It's just such a cool look. So uh, I hope that you take advantage of that and get it. If you don't, hey, listen, just this podcast is not an attempt just to sell my books. But this was just a perfect place for me to say something about it. Well, let me just get one more question in. I've talked long enough. That, uh first question was, is it okay to enjoy scary stories, movies, etc.? second one, are there ghosts? The third one, uh, do you believe in UFOs? Now, that's a little bit different. And I don't know if we characterize UFOs as the paranormal or not. Maybe, maybe the science fiction or something. Uh, and here's, again... Oh, uh, my wife listens to this podcast as well. She'll hate this one, so she'll probably turn it off by right now. But uh, I've actually had two occasions in my life where I've seen things in the sky that I cannot explain in any other way but saying it was unidentified. Now, listen to this. I've never seen little green men. Uh, I've never seen gray men or women. Uh, I'm not saying that I believe that there's someone who lives on Mars or on another planet. That certainly could be a topic for another conversation in a podcast but uh let me just say uh, i've had two occasions and we'll probably talk about these in a later podcast but two occasions where i for a not a second not a moment but for minutes on end watched these things that i no sound associated with either of them in the sky not only that but over the course of years since you know i've kind of enjoyed talking about things like this the opportunity to get to know people that i trust i mean that are just dear friends that have had even more remarkable experiences of seeing things in the sky. Uh, I mean, some of them close by. One guy that, if I get permission to tell his story on here, was actually, um, saw it along with other elementary school students on a bus, and it was close enough to where they could see it next to the house on the way to school in the morning. And later at a, a class reunion as an adult, My friend spoke to another individual, a girl who was on that bus, and said, I've always wanted to ask you. And she finished the sentence about that UFO. And it was a great consolation, a comfort to him, I think, to know that he had not made this up or fabricated over the years. But it was actually something that happened that this girl on his bus remembered decades later. So, do I believe that they're UFOs? Yeah, I do. Is it okay to talk about it? Sure, they're fascinating. They are just fascinating. Is there a spiritual element? Yes, there's a spiritual element to it. Um, I mean, some people postulate that uh, UFOs, many of them that are legit, are visits from angelic beings. Uh, I've seen a couple of videos um, that that actually look that would be the the uh, most reasonable explanation for this event that I could. Make I mean, define the laws of gravity. That that'd be incredible. Um, so you know, just recently we've had our own government admit uh, that there are things that they have recorded that uh, military pilots and others have reported to see that they have no, um, they have no explanation for other than they are unidentified and they are flying and they are objects. Not once will you hear them say that we believe that there's little green men that we have done an alien autopsy. Uh, that's a whole different story. Uh, but they will admit that we have records, we have files, uh, not just a few but many, that uh, we cannot explain it any other way. So, hey, I just think that's really fascinating to me. So, sure, uh, everything's spiritual. Could that be something from heaven? Could that be something from hell? Uh, what could that be? We don't know. I'd love to hear what you think about that and what you would... Uh, what you'd call it, or maybe some ideas that you've had as you've thought on those things. But, hey, I just want to say it's okay. I'll never forget when I was an elementary school age kid and went to my school library, and I was just perusing through the books. You know, they'd give you a few minutes to go in there and just look for a book to take home, check out and take home. And I found a book uh, that was about monsters. And, of course, you know, I told you I already enjoyed things like that because I was just a kid living up next to a graveyard. And there was a book there. I had the story of Albert Osman, uh, who was a Canadian, who supposedly was picked up in his backpack and carried for miles and lived with a group of what later we would call Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Uh, and that story, it fascinated me. Now, do I say I believed it? Do I believe it today? I'm not saying that at all. It just fascinated me. It enriched my life. And therefore, I've got little Bigfoot you know, statues around my office and, and uh uh, different things like that. I've talked about it with my kids in the past, and that sort of thing has been great conversation and great connection between them and myself over the years. Man, I, I just, I just think that sometimes we get so straight laced that we exclude things from our lives that enrich our lives. It doesn't say that we advocate it or we wholeheartedly one hundred percent endorse anything like that, but. Man, God has made just such a rich and diverse environment. I think it's interesting to speculate, are there things out there that we don't understand? There are. We're discovering things all the time in the depths of the ocean. Who knows what we might find if God allows us to go into the depths of outer space? I don't know, but man, I I believe in exploring. I believe in adventure. I believe in thinking about things outside of the norm. And uh, as I said... If you're a believer, if you're a follower of Christ, it's not just acceptable to believe in the paranormal. It is essential. Hey, I hope that you've enjoyed this time. Sorry that I had a fly solo. Thank you for your questions. So much fun answering your questions and pondering and thinking about them myself. I hope that you find these podcasts interesting. Please subscribe and like, tell a friend, share. Okay, we just would really like for this thing. To take off the ground because they're just not anything like what we're doing. Okay, so um, try to get one of these out to you again within a week. Uh, look for it if you'll just click and and subscribe, then you'll you'll be notified when there is a new podcast. And we just hope and uh, that you will do that, become a part of this podcast family. All right, thank you for listening. Have a great week. See you later.